We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's going on, Rotor Grinders? This is Dean here for Sports Card Grinders, uh, our weekly series we've been posting on uh, Thursday nights. Uh, going to be talking about some sports cards in just a second with my esteemed colleagues uh, before we dive in and introduce them. I do want to say we had some great feedback last episode. Uh, uh, lots of views, lots of interaction in the chat, lots of likes. We much appreciate that. want to thank you for watching and uh, thank you for keeping on the watching. And uh, yeah, by all means, if you have any comments in the chat section uh, as far as this episode, feel free to fire away on that. Uh, lot to talk about in this episode. Want to bring in first, batting first, leadoff hitter. It's uh, the RG Utility Man, the jack of all t- trades. It's uh, Simon Edwards. What's going on, Simon? Not much, Dean. How's it going? It's going all right. You know, no major complaints. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's Thursday. We're all good. It's sunny out. I, there's a window next to me. <laughs> I can confirm. Yeah, that's true. Yep, yep. <laughs> Looks like a window next to you. You're, are you excited? Are you giddy? Because you're going to be watching, you're going to be opening up your, uh, you have a box of Bowman baseball cards 2020. We're going to be doing that at the end of the show. Uh, I, I imagine you, 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 uh, it's obviously good times. So it's a lot of fun opening some cards and there you go. That box confirms it. Uh, are you going to be able to uh, abstain from opening that throughout the entire show? I know you're excited. I, I will do my best to abstain, but it's got some pretty interesting prospects in that box potentially. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a fun one to open today. We'll go into, a little bit about what that set is all about and, uh, and, and what you could potentially pull from a box like that. Yeah. Uh, later on in the show, I'm going to fire out a bunch of prospects that we may be uh, trying to target. And you guys are going to tell me, I mean, obviously we're opening up. I hope we kind of grab one of them out of the box, but just buying them a la carte without the, you know, going through the process of hoping you can have them. Maybe we, uh, if we should be targeting guys, not targeting guys, based upon uh, the price and based upon the, their projections going forward. And, hey, hopefully there's a baseball season because right now there's not one confirmed, but the this this whole show is going to be a lot of speculation because we're going to talk about some NBA playoffs as well too, which we think is going to happen, and we're not exactly sure how it's going to happen. But uh, Brett and Ruby, RG contributor, you're going to tell me how it's going to happen, right? Maybe, possibly? Yes, I'll tell you all the different uh, options that are on the table and uh, who I 
I think might benefit from each one for sure. All right, let's hold off on that, but we do want to talk about the NBA playoffs as is. Uh, if you're looking at the Vegas odds as far as who we're expecting to make the NBA finals, it's really a three team race, two teams from the, the West, the two LA teams. The Lakers are, uh, according to the DK Sportsbook, currently up what, plus 250. The Clippers are plus 333. Essentially, they're saying that one of those Laker teams are going to be in the finals and the most likely opponent they're going to meet is the Milwaukee Bucks, who are currently plus 250 on the East, uh, on the Eastern side. The fourth most popular team from a betting perspective is the Rockets at 13 to 1. Uh, the second most likely team to make it in the East, according to DraftKings, is the defending champs, the Raptors at 18 to 1, the Celtics at 20 to 1, Miami Heat at 21. That's bad. I mean, I'm a Heat fan. That's a bad bet. Don't do that. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> They're not going to make the NBA finals. The NBA is different than other sports. It's much more predictive as far as who's going to get there. Uh, and, you know, I, I want to know, I guess, Brendan, we'll start with you because we, we kind of focused on some of the L.A. teams, and we talked about this pre-show. Uh, it seems the NBA would love this, not that they would ever manipulate these kind of things, but uh, the NBA would certainly benefit from an L.A. versus L.A. Western Conference Finals, would it not? Oh, absolutely. I think that's what everybody wants to see. I mean, just the sheer star power in that series with, uh, you know, LeBron and AD on one side, you've got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the other. It just would be both teams uh, would typically play in LA against each other. However, as we've seen, it looks like we're headed to Florida. But um, yeah, I think that's what everybody wants to see. Uh, that being said, this is going to be an unprecedented playoffs with uh, no home court advantage, essentially, and no crowds. I'd be interesting. To, I'd be interested to see how that affects the performance of each of the teams. That being said, uh, Vegas does as more res- as much research as anybody, and if they think it's going to be the LA teams in Milwaukee, uh, I don't know that I could bet against that for sure. Yeah, that's where I'm at as well. It's, it's interesting because I think. Uh... Milwaukee probably has the better chance amongst those three to make it to the finals, but whoever they face, assuming they face one of those LA teams, uh, I would almost assume that they are a dog once they are there, but they have a cleaner path because they don't have to face one of the LA teams, you know, in their conference final. Uh, do you have a lean? Because I, I know you want to talk about Kawhi Leonard, obviously Kawhi on the Clippers. Is that because you think uh, the Clippers are going to take the Lakers down and meet? Well, I guess it doesn't matter who they meet in the finals. From a basketball perspective, I do think that we, um, you know, we've got LA with LeBron and AD and, and that's kind of more exciting than Kawhi, um, who, who is, is not so much of a fun guy, but is a fun guy. And then you've got Paul George, who I think a lot of people have slept on because he has been in Indiana and Oklahoma City thus far. So I, I don't blame people for thinking the Lakers are the front runner, but if you look at the teams from top to bottom, uh, the Clippers have a lot better supporting cast. I mean, you, when you look at a guy like Jamal Crawford and, and Montrez Harrell, that pick and roll tandem in the NBA so far has been lethal. And then you add in hot shooters like Landry Shamit, uh, and then a young big man in Zubak uh, and a great coach in Doc Rivers. I think that that's going to be a tough series and, and the Clippers could very well take that one. Um, I think it's a lot more of a 50 50 toss up than some people might think. And from a sports card investing perspective, I think that Kawhi actually has a lot to gain just as much as LeBron winning his, his first title in LA. Kawhi could be, uh, a player who wins a title with three different teams, wins an MVP, uh, finals MVP with three different teams. And I don't know that his prices are reflecting that yet. So I don't know that you have to just stick with the Lakers. Um, I think actually a lot of the value that LeBron brings is built in. He's about as safe as it gets. Um, but I think Kawhi is, is sneaky when it comes to at the end of this season, if they win, what that means for his legacy. It, it very well could put him in the, the upper echelon 
um, which he's already knocking at the door. So I'm a huge fan of Kawhi. And just that series in general, I think will be uh, will provide a lot of opportunity from a hype perspective. And as we know, hype drives prices for sure. Uh, somewhere, Marcus Morris is not happy. You did not give a shout. You, you gave a shout out. To <laughs> He's Landry too new. Sanders. He's too new. He hasn't earned his stripes yet. You shouted out Montrez well, Harold, but you shouted <laughs> Zubac got a shout out, but no shout out for Marcus Morris. Yeah. He's not going to be pleased with you. He's, He's got to earn it. Give me the card. Is there well, what, what card are we targeting as far as Kawhi? So Kawhi does have a prism rookie. If you're looking for the safest bet, I think that's the way to go. Uh, the, the other nice thing about that is it's the first year of prism 2012. So it's got a, it's got a, it's, it's got a double boost there in value because a lot of people are targeting that set just cause prism is popular. And that was the first year it was released. Uh, as you guys know, I'm a huge fan of select. Kawhi actually doesn't have a base select card. But he does have a hot rookies insert, which I think will be valuable and maybe a little bit underappreciated as well. But the great thing about uh, sports card investing is there's something for everybody. If you can't quite get up to the selects and the prisms, Kawhi has a nice hoops rookie that you can get uh, a PSA 9 and PSA 10s for well under a 100 bucks. Uh, and, and, you know, if you can't quite get up there to the higher price cards, those smaller cards will appreciate as well. They're not going to be as talked about. They might not see quite the gains that a prism or a select does, but the hoops card for Kawhi is something for someone who's on a budget and you can get those graded for a really good price. I have one myself that I got uh, for 38 bucks. It's a PSA 938 for Kawhi. Um, and I actually have seen it drop under 30 since I bought it. So I didn't quite get the best price I could have. So I think if you're looking at Kawhi's cards, prism is, is king. I like the, uh, the hot rookies insert for 2012 select. And then if you're on a budget, I think the hoops, graded PSA uh, is really good. One thing to consider uh, with cards that are cheaper like that, it's really hard to make your money back if you buy it raw for five bucks and then spend another 15 to 20 grading it. If it comes back a PSA eight, you've now lost money. So you're better off when they're that cheap, just getting them graded already. I think that's the safest use of your money um, when you're looking at that price range. Simon, I've neglected you enough. I'm going to bring you in now. And I believe, are you, are you going to do a screen share here as far as showing off the, uh, the market mover chart? Yeah, we're looking at the market movers right now, and we can see that uh, Kawhi's Prism basketball card, the late, uh, latest price that it went for was uh, around 1200 whereas the Hoops' latest price was 182 So that gives you a little bit of a look at the discrepancy in prices between uh, those two brands. But you can see the uh, – you can also see that the Prism – uh, has had an increase in price lately and hoop hoops card hasn't really uh, had that little spike at the end there. So there might be some upside there with this, with this Kawhi Leonard hoops uh, 2012 base card. Uh, this is a PSA 10 that I'm looking at. I know uh, uh, Brennan mentioned PSA uh, nine, I believe, but this is, P- these are PSA 10s that I'm comparing right now. It's a market mover tool you're using. Is there by chance uh, I mean, this is a totally random question. Do you happen to have a promo code I can use so I can get it at a discount rate for a month? As a matter of fact, we do, Dean. <laughs> if you, what would that if promo code be? <laughs> if you use the promo code GRINDERS, you can get 20% off your first payment on any subscription by signing up through our links on our, our website. You can find them in our articles or you can go directly to sportscardinvestor.com and use the promo code GRINDERS, and that'll get you a 20% uh, discount off your first payment on any subscription. Uh, so if you sign up for a year up front, 
that'll get you 20% off the year total. But if you sign up for like a monthly, it'll get you 20% off your first month. So, you know, you can do the math there and see if it's worth it for you to do a whole year up front. Simon, uh, Brennan gave me uh, Kawhi. Who are you going to give me as a player you want to target from a uh, collecting perspective? Um, I'm going to give you guys Joel Embiid as my first player. And uh, the 76ers going into the year were one of the uh, one of the top-ranked teams. And you can see from their odds right now, it looks like they're 22-1. to 1, And I think they're rested at this point. I think Joel Embiid... Uh, he had a shoulder injury um, not not too long before the uh, the season ended um, or before they they halted the season. So he's healthy now. Uh, ben Simmons is healthy. I think it's possible that the 76ers can make a run and they might be a little bit overlooked. Uh, Joel Embiid's cards are looking like they're overlooked. Uh, they haven't had that same. Uh, skyrocketing projection, as you see as, on a lot of these NBA cards. You can see his Prism Basketball 2014 Silver uh, PSA 10 is around 900. And that's uh, that's a little bit higher than it was in March back when prices were taking a big dip due to the uh, uh, quarantine situation. So his card hasn't skyrocketed like you'll see a lot of these a lot of these other players and then his uh his prism basketball 2014 base card not the silver the base psa 10 uh you can see has uh, remained relatively uh flat it's 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 around like 120 right now so that's that's also a card that you might be interested in if you're looking for joel Embiid uh rookies anticipating any type of a run into the playoffs yeah, coming into this year, it's fair to say they've probably been disappointing and like they've been beat up uh, injuries throughout the season. You know, they're the sixth seed as of right now in the East. Again, this is all projecting. Who really knows how it's going to go down? But if they enter a playoff scenario where they're sixth seed, like I, in my opinion, they're a better team, uh, at least have a better upside than Miami. They have a better upside than Indiana and they're much more on the level of a team like Boston or a team like Toronto. Uh, and maybe you're grabbing some value there. Uh, what's a, and also Embiid's just a likable guy. Like when things are going well, uh, he's one of the more like, uh, Twitter friendly people. He's like funny as well too. And I don't know. I imagine that would like make people want to have his card more so than somebody that's just kind of a grouch. So, uh, when he's doing well, I would imagine that would kind of bump his price up a little bit. To be clear, I am by, I'm just asking questions. Uh, I, I'm playing the role of host. I am by no means a sports card uh, expert at this point. Uh, Brennan, what say you confirm or deny as far as Joel Embiid? Yeah, I think, I think that Joel Embiid certainly has some room to go. Another thing to consider about Joel Embiid is they, um, you know, they kind of treat him with baby gloves throughout the, the regular season. They don't really push his minutes all that much, and he takes a lot of time off. If they get into tight series, he's going to play some big minutes, and those are those games where he's going to come out and have those stat lines that drive pr- uh, card prices up. The one concern with Philly is because they disappointed this year, they're the sixth seed, and they have to play Boston, who is also a very good team. But even just in that series, if it goes six or seven games – um, that could be really good for his values. And Joel Embiid's the type of guy who's still young enough and good enough that if you miss this offseason, like just by chance they get an early out, uh, he's going to have plenty more opportunities uh, throughout his career to, to see his prices come up. So uh, he's not a one-and-done kind of guy. So if you take a chance on him this offseason and it doesn't work out, you're going to have plenty more opportunities. But uh, considering that Philly is underperformed, uh, that would lead you to believe that might this might be a buy-low opportunity for him. Uh, and Ben Simmons alike. 
Yeah, and you mentioned somebody else in that potential series. If that's how it goes down again, we don't really know. We're just sort of guessing. But if that's the scenario, that's the route they take. Uh, you like Jason Tatum. He's no longer 19, but he's still plenty young. He's only 22. Uh, and he's certainly had a breakout season, and he's the clear guy on that Boston side. And uh, I guess you see some value in his cards as well? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that there's value in a sense that his his market value isn't fair, or at least in the neighborhood of fair. Uh, but the thing about Jason Tatum is up until this point, he's been a prospect we think could break out. Um, I personally, and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of analysts have said this, that Tatum has taken the jump to, to start him and he's going to be one of the best players in the league for many years to come. And the reason why I think there's value there is for one, he's in Boston. They just locked up Jalen Brown long term. They're a great organization, great front office, and, and stars like to play there. So if Jason Tatum stays there long term, which certainly Boston will give him every opportunity to do that, I think he'll be playing on a winner uh, for a long time uh, with the core they have there and, and just the culture. And they're in the Eastern Conference. Someone like Luca, who is just as good, if not better at this point, is going to have to go through the gauntlet of the West to try to get to the finals and to win one. Uh, yes, Giannis is in the East and it's going to be tough, but it's much easier for Jason Tatum. So I think now's the time where Jason Tatum starts to become a pretty safe long-term investment. Um, I would say since he, you know, his, his draft year was in 2017, um, trying to go after parallels like silver or the secondary sets like optic or select is a pretty good option. And, um, as you can see here on the screen, uh, that, you know, that, uh, Simon has up, his select card hasn't quite in take, quite taken the jump that his prism has as well. So prism typically leads the industry and the market for a player just because it's the most popular, the safest uh, option. Uh, and so going with a PSA 10 silver in the select uh, will, you know, will possibly give you that potential gain that we've seen in the prism side. Uh, and a and a set like select was uh, released the same year as prism. So they're kind of the original, uh, they're the OGs of, of the Panini's set. And so I don't think they're going to go away if, if market hype slows down. Uh, they're both tried and true. And because select is a hobby only product, I think that the population counts will be much more in check uh, than Prism. So I really like the select for Jason Tatum, both his base and his silver. Uh, and then obviously uh, the Prism set as well is, is going to be very liquid for many years to come. We're talking about the gauntlet of the West. Uh, when you get past the LA teams, uh, one of the up and coming teams out there is Denver. Uh, and, you know, of course, Jokic is a really interesting piece. I, I assume he's more money, but Simon, there's somebody else in Denver you want to talk about. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to, uh, to Rhino. Um, IO Rhino, if you know him in RG chat and the RG, uh, chat rooms, we got him in the sports card chat over in our RG discord and he is going bananas in there showing off his cards and, uh, showing off the players that he recommends and giving people all sorts of great advice in there. He wrote an article for us. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna post it tomorrow uh, about his his uh, eBay style. He's been a veteran of eBay selling for a long time, and he recently got back into basketball cards at some point last year, I believe. And he mentioned to me in that article. Well, he mentions to everybody in that article that <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. is uh, is one of the guys that he's targeting. And so I wanted to. Uh, mention him as a potential buy and show you guys the chart on his 2018 uh, Prism Silver PSA 10 here. Um, you can see it's another one of those. Uh, the charts that you've seen us put up so far have pretty much been 
you know, like flatline to up a little bit. And those are the types of uh, players that you want to, you want to target. It kind of shows that they're going overlooked a bit. So if you can get those players, get them cheap, um, wait for them to break out or, or do something that, that creates a lot of attention and makes their card go up. And then you can flip them pretty, uh, pretty well. Cause these sports cards, they, if you're in the stock market, like the stock typically don't skyrocket, right? You can't like just, Put your money in a in a in a stock and and double it overnight very frequently. But unless it's DraftKings stock, you've been watching that. <laughs> unless it's DraftKings <laughs> stock. But with uh, with with sports cards, it's it's relatively uh, frequent to be able to flip your card for a decent return pretty pretty easily just by focusing on those players that aren't getting the same uh, attention and hype that they that they should be getting. And you know, like with with these uh, types of players too, I also recommend looking on eBay at their auctions um, and looking for, you know, like players that are overlooked and looking for their rookie auto patches. Cause a lot of those auctions, like people ignore them and you can get like, I got a DeMarcus cousins um, rookie patch card for, for two bucks. You know, cousins may like Dean and I were talking about this earlier in the week. Cousins may not play again, but on the off chance that he plays again, I bought his, uh, his jersey rookie card for two bucks on eBay. If you can get a card like that, like a rookie card of a guy like Cousins, and then he comes back and he makes a, a big impact, then, you know, like you're, you know, a two dollar card, you can easily sell that for like 50 bucks, you know, like, so I mean, it's not like a huge return, but like considering your cost basis on something like that, that's a, that's a significant, you know, like big increase in price there. Yeah, you mentioned Cousins. I believe he's in the backside of 30. He's a big boy, and he's had the Achilles, and the Achilles is undefeated. And uh, easy guy to root for, like a fun guy, fun guy to watch, especially in a DFS perspective, and just fun to watch him play. And by the way, he's also a Laker, so like technically he he could be a champion. Uh, I imagine that would help his cause. I don't know if he signed beyond this year, and like again, who really knows what his career holds for him? And it's unfortunate for him; he never really got the big payday just because of the way those injuries kind of bit him a couple times. As far as Michael Porter, it's a good segue. Because that his whole deal is injuries as well too. He's injured a bunch of college in college. Uh, he fell in the draft for that reason, I believe, just out of the lottery or 14 overall, something like that. Um, he would have been higher, but he barely played in college. But going into college, he was the number one player uh, in his class, at least according to rivals and ESPN. Uh, they talk about kick gloves as far as Embiid. I don't know what the next step as far as kick gloves. Three, four, five, six pair of gloves for uh, Coach Malone there in Denver. They are just. Don't want to give him any run. Uh, maybe they give him more run uh, in the playoffs. He's definitely shown flashes or he just, you know, he looks like one of the better or the, not the best, one of the better players in the court. And he's still only, what, 21 years old. Uh, we talked about this pre-show, Brennan. Uh, it feels like Porter's got a big potential upside. And I guess is a, you know, I guess there's a downside as well, too. But you like him as an investment as well. Yeah, I think he's a great investment. I like to mix and match, uh, you know, kind of my portfolio of cards with, with safer investments. These are your LeBrons, your Kawhis, your Currys, Giannis's. And then you've got the guys that can give you those overnight returns that Simon talked about. And Michael Porter Jr., probably more than anybody from his draft class at this point, since Trey Young and Luca have both already run up, um, gives you the opportunity to, to see those returns. Um, he did have back injuries in college, uh, which, which, as you said, dropped his draft stock. Uh, but, you know, sports science is so so advanced nowadays, they're going to get every opportunity to fix those things. And so I typically like to buy uh, on certain injury risks, especially when guys are young, uh, 
Boogie Cousins is a little bit of a different story. He's old. Achilles is about as tough as it gets. So, um, you know, I'm not concerned with the injuries with Michael Porter Jr. And I think his prices, we see here that his silver has run up, but that isn't the case for all of his cards. Uh, his different parallels and even his selects and his optics are still relatively affordable. Um, so I really like the the opportunity here for Michael Porter Jr. And we talked about it in our Discord earlier today, or actually our Slack earlier today. Next year's so there's a couple of things going on with the off season that I think is going to to lead to some potential value for second and third year guys. One, the next draft class doesn't look all that good, and two, they're not going to have much time with their teams this off season to to get acclimated to the players, the sets, and all that kind of stuff. So I really like targeting these second and third year guys that have the upside, and Michael Porter Jr. probably more than anybody has that. It may, for what it's worth, it's been bantied about. They've been talking about it. Um, Depending on how things go, this is not just this year, but it was still about previous seasons, uh, starting the NBA season around Christmas. Like that would be the official start date, which I guess would change that perspective, what you're saying. But, uh, you know, everything is up in the air. We don't know. We're just projecting and guessing at a bunch of stuff, I suppose, which is a, a speculation. Good, yeah. yeah. Which is a good segue into our next, uh, our next segment. And we'll, we'll hold off that Dame Lillard taking a second for you, Brendan, but I guess it's kind of what flies as well too. Uh, we want to talk about Zion, Zion Williamson. Uh, and you'd think that uh, the NBA, if they had their druthers, they would want them in the playoffs. Unfortunately, for New Orleans, they're on the outside looking in as of right now. Uh, it's interesting because they're like, what, uh, Memphis has the eighth spot. They're three, you know, three games back, three and a half games back of Memphis. And I remember this kind of modern, this going to, you know, in the back seven, back ten, whatever it is, how many games are left. Uh, Vegas was saying that New Orleans is going to take them over, despite the fact that they're multiple games behind. Just because New Orleans had momentum, they were healthy again. Of course, they had Zion as well, too. Their schedule was cake. Uh, I was listening to a uh, shout-out to Andy Means, his podcast. He had J.J. Redick on there, of course, he's on New Orleans. And they were talking about how, like, the players were convinced. Like, yeah, we're going to make the playoffs. We're coming on strong. We have momentum. We have Zion. We have a great schedule. Um, we don't know how the, what's going to happen here, Brennan. There's some speculation. We saw the NHL, what they did. They said, hey, let's make 12 on each side as opposed to eight on each side. 24 teams take it. Now, if the NBA takes that approach, of course, Zion would make the playoffs. And there's all sorts of speculation here, Brennan. What do you have for me? Run it down. What are our options as far as uh, how are we get in Zion in the playoffs? Sure. So Shams from The Athletic actually released a really good article about a survey that went out to the GMs, and it laid out all the different options for the NBA playoffs. Uh, so option number one is they would just advance directly to the playoffs with the standings as they are now. So 16 teams, top eight in each conference. We play it, uh, you know, business as usual. Um, obviously, this would help a team like the Grizzlies, who are fighting off four different teams at the bottom of the Western Conference. Um, it would also help, uh, you know, the Nets, who are barely holding on to a half-game lead over the Magic to avoid playing Milwaukee in the first round. And then even on top of that, you've got somebody like the Heat, who would keep their matchup with the Pacers, your Heat, um, which is uh, much more enticing than uh, facing Philly, uh, who's got uh, more star power than anybody to make a run as a lower seed. So uh, that would have a lot of ramifications if they stuck with that. I doubt that's the way they're going to go. I think that would uh, would tick off a lot of the different GMs and teams. And so I think they'll probably go with one of the other options, which would be to expand, as you said, the playoffs to anywhere from 18 to 24 teams. Uh, there's a couple of ways they could do this. They could play out a few more regular season games and then do a play-in tournament, which – would essentially mean the top seeds would get their spots as usual. And then, uh, you know, anywhere from the bottom, you know, six through 
nine or six through 11 would then play in a play in tournament. Um, you know, it's still a lot of the logistics are still be, to be determined, but the, the punchline of this option is that a team like the Pelicans, like the, the Blazers and like even the Kings and the Spurs at the bottom of the West, uh, could potentially have a chance to make it into the playoffs and play uh, one of those LA teams in the first round. From the Eastern Conference, uh, the team that stands to benefit the most is Washington. Things are a little bit more solid out there. I don't think anybody's getting excited about my Charlotte Hornets. I live in Charlotte now uh, in the Chicago Bulls. So I think uh, from a impact perspective, expanding it to 18 to 24 teams would really, really help out the Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, and uh, the Blazers. From now, a common they- sense perspective. Oh, go, go. I was, I was going to say, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm looking at the East, right? Orlando is the eighth seed. They're five games up on Washington. Like, I mean, let's look at this logically. Washington, Charlotte, Chicago, New York, those teams were not catching Orlando, almost definitely not. Yep. Uh, it seems – and the other part of that is if you're a Washington Wizard, and this is something J.J. Reddick talks about as well too on the podcast with Andy, he basically said a lot of players that know they're on the worst team in the league, they don't want to come back to play five games or ten games. And, you know, you have to go through basically a second uh, – a second, you know uh, – Get all ramp yourself all, all back, up back in shape, and uh, which might take a month or so, depending on how long that's going to take, just to play what three games potentially. Like, how do you even convince yourself of doing that? And if they allow Washington and Charlotte and Chicago to partake, those guys know, like, even if they somehow come out of the round robin and win, they're going to get shellacked anyway. So they're lame ducks. I don't know. Just a thought. But go ahead, continue. No, no, and you alluded to uh, another option there. Instead of doing a play-in tournament, they could replace the first round of the playoffs with a a round-robin group stage. Um, And so I think one of the things that makes that interesting is uh, another level to this, which we haven't really talked about yet, is whether or not they're going to reseed all all of the playoff teams or if they're going to keep it in East versus the West. If they reseed it, uh, the teams in the West get a huge bump uh, mm-hmm. mainly the Clippers, Lakers, uh, uh, Denver, Utah, because as you, as we saw in the Vegas, uh, the Vegas numbers, they love Houston. Houston's below Utah, below Denver, yet they have much better odds to win the finals. And so the Western conference is going to be a gauntlet. And if they decide to expand it to into 20 or 22 teams and do a round robin in the first round, that's going to totally change the game. We might miss out on our LA versus LA in the finals, or the Western Conference Finals, but maybe we'll see it in the finals. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways this can go. I I am almost willing to bet that we're going to see at least 18 teams. I think the Western Conference would try to make it 20 at least. Uh, and so that could definitely ch- give, ourselves, give ourselves a chance to see more players in the playoffs. And, and it'll it'll not only garner some hype, but also expand your pool from, from an investing perspective. Um, you, we alluded to Zion, who if, if he plays in the playoffs, you know the hype train is going to go off the tracks. And then you've got a guy like Damian Lillard, who right now wouldn't be in the playoffs if they started today, that is known for big playoff moments. So if you, you know, if we see them expand the playoffs, we all of a sudden have to start looking at these guys as potential bargains if we can find them at good prices. Yeah, Lillard, by the way, came out and tweeted the other day, basically said, I'm not going to come back and play games that don't matter. Essentially, I don't want to just be a lame duck. It just, and I, I don't think they would do that. There, there's all sorts of uh, options and all sorts of routes. And we're just kind of speculating here. Uh, worth noting, you mentioned the Jazz. They lost. Uh, who did they? Who did they lose? They lost one of their players, Bajanovic, uh, with a wrist. Uh, but in the off season, no, not in the off season, a couple of weeks ago or like a week ago, he's their their team took a hit for what it's worth. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't. 
I haven't seen that, but he is a big piece of that team. And, and we know that they went through, through some turmoil with, with the whole situation between Mitchell and Gobert. There's, there's yeah. uh, speculation that that's been squashed, but we don't know. I mean, that was certainly tough on all of them. So, uh, Utah is a team that is, is definitely going to be paying attention to how this plays out. Cause if they have to play Houston or one of those Western conference teams, it could be an early exit. Yeah, I'm not uh, bullish on Utah's chances for multiple reasons, like you suggested, and probably the locker room chemistry. Who really knows as far as the reports that are out there as well? Simon, you wanted to show something off. You want to show us the uh, the Zion base prism PSA 10 chart. Have you been doing this the whole time? Yeah, I mean, we're looking right here at a chart of the uh, Zion prism uh, silver PSA versus the base PSA, uh, both PSA 10s. You can see that the the card cards themselves have kind of flatlined over the last uh, last month or so. So they've been kind of uh, kind of stagnant, kind of stagnant again, like some of these other cards that we're looking at. But the potential for Zion to be on a big stage like the playoffs is going to be huge for him, uh, especially considering you like you look at NASCAR. They've had races recently televised, and their ratings have been higher than they've ever been. Uh, you know, like, so there, there's a lot of interest in, in sports right now. People are clamoring for seeing anything on their TV, any type of live sports action on their TV. So there's a lot of demand. So, uh, p- potential Zion in the playoffs would be a huge stage for him and give him a, uh, a lot of attention. What will be interesting also, uh, if they're all playing in Orlando, I imagine we're going to have games at like one o'clock and three o'clock and seven o'clock and like nine o'clock. It'll be really interesting. And it, it just is not a DFS show. And I'm really curious how we're going to handle that from a DFS perspective too. Yeah. Uh, we're just happy to have it back. But from a sports car collecting, you know, I guess you want your guy that you have a card of uh, playing in prime time, not, not one o'clock or three o'clock in the afternoon. Brandon, did you want to talk, say anything else as far as lowered or shall we jump and pivot to baseball? We can go ahead and, and pivot to baseball. Like I told you guys kind of before the show, uh, even these lower teams probably are going to have an early exit. So um, you definitely want to pick guys that aren't reliant on this playoffs. A guy like Damian Lillard has already had a great year, a uh, great career. So you've got some time to, to try to, to get some gains on him, even if this year doesn't work out. All right, Simon, uh, fire up the screen share. You're going to be showing off some Bowman 2020. Uh, screen share there. And, uh, of course, later on in the show, we're going to be opening up a box. Hopefully, I've been a bush so far. Uh, I've not been in a show where we've opened up something pretty good. So, hopefully, uh, I'm due or you're due. And this is your cards, right, Simon? Yes. Uh, these I bought uh, retail last week. I was able to uh, get there before they were cleaned off the shelves. And uh, I've been waiting to open it. I was debating on opening it or selling it. I, I bought several boxes. I sold the rest of them. I this is my last one left, so I, I figured it'd be a good opportunity if we're talking about Bowman on the show to to open up a box and show the people what the what the cards look like. We're gonna talk some prospects in a second as far as the baseball, the ones we want to pull out. But I, I'm just curious because uh, you say you found some. You want you're hitting up like Target, you're hitting up Walmart, all those kind of stores. And how much are they being yeah. sold for, and how much are they actually worth? Um, well, they're being sold on. Uh, Target or, or Walmart, you can buy them for about 20 bucks for a, for a, uh, for a blaster box. And those boxes sell on wall, on, uh, uh, eBay for probably 36 to $40. So there's quite a, quite a markup. You can make about 50 plus percent on them if you, if you flip them like that. So if you happen to stumble on one of those stores after the vendor has stocked the shelves and you're, you're in luck because you want to, you want to try and buy, 
uh, as many as you can right now, at least why the demand is strong. Who knows uh, where it'll be in a couple of weeks. It's still a new product. So it's, it's, it's pretty fresh, but uh, we don't know which direction the, the demand for these boxes is going to go. But, you cleaned uh, right them out, now, I assume, it's, Simon? It's, you bought them all? Yeah, I bought about 10 or whatever it was. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I got, I got one left and I'm ready to, uh, to open. I've been good all week. I haven't opened a single box and uh, I got this one left. So, you know, I'm, uh, I'm ready to open. I'm told people are like paying stockers, like trying to figure out, like tell me the time, like everything's coming in. Is it, is that a thing that's going on? I guess maybe to a greater scale, depending on, you know, how much I'm, the upgrade is as far as value and their, what Walmart or, these stores are actually yeah. selling it for. Is that a thing that's happening? I'm sure. Like uh, sometimes you, like if you run into a vendor, I've read uh, people running into vendors and they say they have no boxes, you know, like uh, even though they're just taking everything out of the box. So it, mm-hmm. it's a little suspect there, but uh, for, for the most part, uh, if you're able to stumble upon a shelf that has the product on it, buy it. Uh, it's, 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 Flipping pretty easily on on eBay or Facebook or what or wherever platform you wanna you wanna sell it right now. Uh, Brennan, what can you tell me about this Bowman 2020? How much will be printed, and uh, do you expect the demand to remain strong? So uh, I don't know a ton about the baseball market in general, but I know that uh, Tops came out and said that not all of this set is going to be ready for launch, and so it's going to take it'll it'll take time for it all to get out, which I think means it'll it'll drag on the value and the hype for this, especially considering everything else going on. So uh, baseball cards are typically more plentiful than basketball. That being said, these are the very first prospect cards you can get for these guys, and so they hold a ton of value. Uh, and I think, you know, getting in on this set gives you a chance to get in on these guys before uh, the rest of the market does. So I really like this product. Uh, from a value perspective, considering it's the very first chance at a lot of these guys. But I think that also means it might take some time for these guys to pan out. Uh, you talked about it before the show that um, based on all the logistics of, of service, you know, time served and all that kind of stuff in baseball, they might not break out right away in basketball. You see guys like Luca and Trey break out in their rookie year. You have to be a little bit more patient with these baseball guys, but that also means you're getting them at good prices if they turn out to be uh, the next big thing. Yeah, unless, of course, that's uh, Jason Dominguez, who's 17 years old, and people are just like, I guess he's a Yankee in part, of course. I think he was the biggest international signing as well, too, uh, on record. The Yankees paid him, like, $5 million or so, uh, just turned 17. And, uh, you know, Simon, you asked me to come up with a list of prospects that I thought would be interesting and worth monitoring uh, for this upcoming season. And Dominguez is one of those guys who might not play for three or four years, but you were, t- you were quoting some crazy prices out there on this dude, and, uh, and by the way, I should say, I, I made a prospect list, I made an initial list, and I went to I hit up a one Dave Potts, you guys know him better as Cheese is Good, who is one of the best minds, if not the best mind in all of DFS and all of baseball in general, fantasy baseball, and he's just locked in on all this stuff, and he, he threw a couple extra names my way too, which we'll kind of knock out, and he basically said the same thing I did as far as Dominguez is, yeah, he's supposed to be a great talent, but we're not talking about him cracking the big leagues until like three or four years down the road, maybe three years we're being optimistic, just turned 17, but uh, and we're talking about what thousands of dollars as far as his card, right, Simon? Like, I don't know if I would, and yeah. things can also go awry in baseball. I think these big time prospects tend to not be as consistent as basketball, like Zion, right. LeBron. It's, they tend to be a, a little bit more variance in baseball. So I don't know. I, I, I can't be in on that. 
Well, this this uh, this card, uh, this player is being super hyped right now, and I think he's the reason why all this demand is on Bowman 2020 right now. Uh, you have an opportunity to get a uh, autographed Chrome card of uh, Jason Dominguez. Um, right now, it's going on eBay for. Thirteen hundred, fifteen fifty was a recent sale. So you know, like in that uh, almost close to close to, to between. Uh, there's one for sixteen fifty one. So anywhere between uh, one to two thousand dollars, it seems is the is the range for it right now. Of course, w- while the market is trying to be made and uh, people are trying to figure out what the uh, the market value of this card is, you're going to see these crazy. Uh, discrepancies in prices, but uh, once it settles down, I would guess it settles down somewhere around like thirteen hundred or so from the looks of uh, from the looks of this. Maybe fi- maybe closer to fifteen hundred. All right, I'm going to fire some prospects that I think are going to be playing this year in the majors, assuming there's baseball in the majors, assuming the owners and the players can figure this out. And we talked about this pre-show, Brendan, as far as the um, the service time and like traditionally 162 game season. Teams will hold off their rookies for a month or two or two and a half months, depending on, so they can buy themselves another year of control. I imagine when they figure this out, if they figure this out as far as an 82-game season, give or take, that that might change. I don't know. This is just guessing. We're guessing on everything in this show. This is another guess here. Uh, and maybe that'll be change it for rookies, and all of a sudden rookies can just uh, – there's no service uh, time hit if they start the year and they play the 81 games. Again, all up in the air, no idea. Uh, first player on my list, uh, Simon. I guess are you going to be screen sharing this? You'll be showing this and tell us what the what the market says. Joe Adele. Joe Adele is uh, projected to be uh, coming up this year and share the outfield with Mike Trout there with the Angels. Uh, super athlete there. Uh, lots of strikeouts for what it's worth. Also lots of power. Uh, just 21 years old. I suspect he'll be coming up this year at some point. What is the market saying, Simon, as far as Joe Adele? Let's see. Uh, it doesn't look like we have him yet. <laughs> Let me try to get rid of his autograph card. I'm, I'm looking up their autograph to give you the. Uh, okay. Yeah, but let's let's check out his regular card. Yeah, it's not going for uh not going for a whole lot right now. There was a. Uh, let's see. So these are base like a paper lot, prospects. A uh, this is what I think that's their, their call right now, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, a lot of these guys are also crossover as a uh, as autograph cards as well too in this moment set. Yeah, the the Chrome uh, version of that, a lot of four got sold for for ten bucks. So that gives you an idea of uh, where okay. that where that one currently is. All right, I guess I don't know if that's high or low. You tell me, but I mean Joe Adele is one of the bigger prospects in all of baseball. Probably if you look at uh, there's so many different places that have prospects list, but he's Probably top five. Uh, I saw something to the effect of maybe maybe he's one of the number uh, one or two outside of the teenagers. So uh, and you know sharing the outfield, Mike Trout can't hurt either. Let's jump to this is probably the biggest prospect in all of baseball, uh, Wander Franco. Now he may or may not come up this year. I don't know. He's just 19. Uh, he projects as the, his ceiling is massive. He's a possible top five player in all of baseball. Switch hitter for the Tampa Bay Rays, shortstop as well. Uh, you were talking about, uh, I can't remember what his name you said was popping for somebody. I would imagine this is the guy. If it's not him, it's probably Lewis Robert, who we'll get to in a second. Simon or, uh, Brennan, I'm not sure if you're looking at the same thing. Who wants to chime in and talk to me about the market as far as Wander Franco? Well, Wander, uh, Franco, his, uh, his Bowman Chrome autograph card looks like it went for 140. There's only one, uh, one sale right now in our, in our database, but it went for, uh, for 140. 
All right. I mean, Brennan, uh, am I buying that? Is that good? Do we know? Uh, what, what do I use as like a, a marker to see if that's a good price or a bad price? So I think what uh, you, what you'd want to do in this scenario is, is possibly look at all of the autos for this set uh, or very similar cards and see if, if it makes sense. If, if one Frank, if Wander Franco is a top five prospect, but his price is similar with middle, middle class prospects, mm-hmm. That definitely looks like a value. When you've got a set this early on, uh, the prices still have to level out. We need enough of a sales history to come up with a baseline. So finding those values by comparing players, uh, I think is, is, uh, you know, a good way to do that. And in baseball, you'd probably want to look at similar players. So, uh, if you're looking at a pitcher, look at other pitchers and see if, if the price matches, uh, their value as a prospect. So, um, and, and one thing to consider in baseball, and it's the same in basketball and, and even football. People love offense. So if you've got a prospect that's got power upside, uh, it's going to generate a lot mm-hmm. of runs. Um, I think that's better than a guy like uh, – I was, used to be a Cincinnati Reds fan. You had a guy like Billy Hamilton who just stole a bunch of bases, but he was a you know, a toothpick. So um, you know, I think getting the guys with power, they demand uh, more value. And if, if they've got a nice offensive game, I think that's the guys you want to look at uh, relative to their peers. Why did you give up the Cincinnati Reds? Uh, I was, it was brutal. I, I, they started, they, <laughs> Frazier was the final straw for me. Once they got rid of him, I was, I was done. <laughs> Y'all got Trevor Bauer now. He's pretty fun. We, no? Yeah. Yeah. He is fun. Yep. Uh, okay. So if this guy's not in the database, we'll just move on and I'll throw a couple names out your way. But, uh, Simon, what do you have for me as far as Lewis Robert? Yeah. I, I suspect he's going to crack the lineup. I suspect he's going to play every single day for the White Sox this year. 22 year old outfielder, righty. Uh, looks like a potential 30, 30 guys, potential guy, like fantasy guys are going to love to DFS are going to like, love them as well. Season long DFS, however you look at it. Uh, do we have anything as far as data for Lewis Robert? Let's see. Give me a I would hope so. I would imagine so. And if we don't, we'll just move on from these other guys because if he's not in there, these other, these other guys aren't going to pop either. Looks, looks like nothing for the autograph, but let me check his, uh, his base and Chrome card here. As you're checking, I'll just go ahead and throw it out there. A couple other names I think they're kind of sort of interesting. There's only to look these up, I suppose. Uh, you mentioned some pitchers. Forrest Whitley, 22-year-old pitcher out of Houston, strikeout pitcher. Uh, I think he's certainly interesting. Houston, of course, uh, lost Garrett Cole. I'm not sure if he's going to jump in that rotation right away. Who knows? We shall see. Stay tuned. Another pitcher that's interesting is Nate Pearson for Toronto. Big boy, 6'8", 245. He hit 103 on the gun in the Arizona Fall League as far as their all-star game. Uh, there is some workload concerns, but Toronto fun, you know, fun future as far as that lineup. Uh, lots of kids with bats, uh, sons of uh, Hall of Famers, Biggio, Guerrero, and well, Bichette was a Hall of Famer, but you know, they have uh, the kids there. But as far as the arms, Nate Pearson could be the arm of the future, 23 years old. So I would imagine he's going to crack uh, the rotation from the get-go. Uh, and I also have Royce Lewis, former number one pick, has not been spectacular, but I imagine you can get him on the buy low. Uh, struck out too much, not enough walks there for Minnesota, but if he cracks that Minnesota lineup, uh, it's going to be one of the more potent lineups in all of baseball. So he's certainly worth monitoring. What do you have for me, Simon? Did I buy enough time? You have any thoughts as far as Luis Roberts? It looks like his, uh, his spanning the globe, uh, Chrome card is going for about in the $3 range. Um, he's got another, uh, another card, another prospects card that is going for Looks like uh, $3 seems like a wide. lack of respect though. Yeah. Pretty, pretty wide variety of prices here. It's still like, like I said, the, the, uh, the cards have only been out for like a week so far. 
Okay. Uh, but his his uh, his Chrome refractor, I see it going for like twenty three dollars. Um, let's see. Can you put that in perspective? Like, who else is twenty three dollars? Can you see that or no? Or is that a whole process? Uh, not not off uh, not off the top. Like without uh, setting it up first. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, like Luis Robert. Depending on what projection model you're looking at, we're we're looking at a projection of 2020 this year with some upside as well too. I pulled up uh, the bats got 22 and 16. Depth charts got 24 and 24. Zips is at uh, 20 and 24. Of course, uh, he's getting about between 120 and 130 as far as the games there according to projections. Uh, adjust your projections accordingly because it's not going to be that many games. I can't imagine at least. Uh, I want to throw out a couple more names. Just uh, These guys were not in the, the, the set you asked me to kind of check, but Bowman Scouts top 100 autograph set. If you pull out one of these guys as far as future considerations, uh, again, some of these names are uh, thrown to me by Jesus Good, Dave Potts, but Michael Kopik was awesome. Uh, like an uber prospect, huge prospect, but he had the Tommy John surgery, showed uh, flashes for like 15 innings or so. Uh, two years ago, he didn't play at all last year, but he should come back to some degree this year. Uh, Oakland, they have a couple prospects in AJ Puck, uh, Jesus Lazardo, like Carter Kiboom for Washington's uh, worth a note, uh, worth monitoring another prospect out there. And, uh, Julio Rodriguez, I believe he's on Seattle. Bunch of prospects for you guys to monitor. Uh, are we just going to dive in here, uh, then Simon and open up our box? Yeah, are you ready? Unless you had anything else or Brennan, if you have anything else to add here, feel free. Or we can just uh, open up some packs and have a good time. Go for it. Yeah, there I think uh, I think we've I think you've uh, you've covered things pretty well as far as uh, <laughs> some some prospects to look out for. I think just just adding on uh, Jason Dominguez. Um, you know, I've heard him compared to uh, a young Mike Trout. Uh, I know there's been a lot of hype on him. It kind of uh, it kind of reminds me of maybe the hype on. Uh, Strasburg. What would you say about that, Dean? Like, when was the last time you you uh, saw know. a guy that was hyped this much? Yeah, I, I don't know. I would say Harper. As, I wouldn't necessarily comp pitchers to uh, you know the bats. Yeah. <clears throat> and my assumption is that arms are more volatile. You know, they're they're, tend- they're just more likely to get injured. Uh, that's just from my history. And I, again, I'm not speaking from a place of knowledge on that. But my uh, I think that makes just makes sense that the 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 pitchers are more volatile and. I don't know a lot about Jason Dominguez. I, I read about his, I read his Wikipedia page. He's, I think he just turned 17. Like, uh, right. I, I want to say he's Dominican, but, uh, he's a Yankee, which is certainly a perk. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that was the other thing I was going to add. Like being on a team like the Yankees is just going to make the, um, uh, make the attention on you all that much more. Uh, being in a huge market like that. Uh, being being a power hitter, being hyped uh, the way that he's being hyped compared to Mike Trout, like I said, um, there's just there's just a ton of potential there, uh, which kind of explains the perfect storm of his uh, his rookie, I mean his prospect autograph cards being so high up. And and I, I actually have some more of those cards to uh, uh, to show you guys some some sales of the uh, the parallels. Uh, Let's see. We got the uh, the Chrome Prospect autographed gold card sold for fourteen thousand uh, dollars. The Chrome Gold Shimmer autograph card sold for ten thousand dollars. The looks like a green uh, green refractor card went for sixteen thousand dollars. So that gives you a, the a kind of an idea of what these are actually selling for. Um, 
you have to check into the history of the uh, of the bids and everything to make sure it wasn't like show bidding that that drove it up that high. But that gives you an idea of you know like the 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 hype surrounding uh, these guys right now or this guy right now. Yeah, uh, and again, you're not going to see results in the majors probably at least three years. Like three years is probably uh, uh, the opposite of conservative, I, I think. Uh, he's just so young, uh, and that's just the way baseball goes. And, you know, a guy, different sports I think are more predictive. Like LeBron being successful is more predictive than a guy like Dominguez. Not saying you can't do it, not saying you can't get there, but uh, in my estimation, it's just more variance when it comes to baseball as opposed to a sport like basketball, which seems to be more predictable. Uh, let's move on. Let's dive in. Let's open up a box. What do you have for us, Simon? All right. Let me just switch over my camera here. We want to get some, we want to get a Wander Franco. Is there anything guaranteed? Is there, I think it's like six packs, right? Uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think anything's guaranteed in this one. Uh, it's, it's five packs plus the extra pack. Uh, I would imagine that extra pack has, uh, has inserts in it. That's usually what it is with the, uh, the boxes that I've opened so far. So let's, uh, let's dig in here. What's the best thing you've opened so far? Oh, Jesus. I haven't opened anything good, man. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, no? uh, like the, the best one that, uh, probably the best one is that still that Bosa autographed, uh, redemption card. So that gives you an idea of what my luck's been so far. I tried to open a, I, I was able to get a few, uh, cellos of, uh, mosaic last week as well. And I tried to open one of those and it was like just the same, same. Are you like, taking the cellophane off? You didn't take the cellophane off pre-show? Come on, Simon. You gotta be I got, I got to show the, I got to show people that it's still like a sealed <laughs> box. Yeah. We didn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Be like, oh wait, the cellophane wasn't on there. Clearly this is rigged. Is that what's happening? Is exactly. This exactly. exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Are there conspiracies <laughs> going on, Brennan, that I'm not aware of when it comes to these boxes or? Yeah. Yeah. You got to make sure it's authentic. Really yeah. yeah. A, a lot of things with this packaging that you'll notice too is like there's a lot of uh a lot of dead space inside here. So Yeah. Look at, look at that. Like that's uh that's what we're looking at for if I can get the angle it's right. It's like here. a bag of chips, false advertising, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> but uh but Bowman uh this this particular pack uh box has a lot more cards than I'm than I'm used to, which is good. All right, first pack guys. Let's do it. After, uh, after, uh, the last pack opening debacle, spent some time to try and get this set up so that we can actually see what's going on. So let's open the first pack here. Now, is there any Bowman. of these rookies that are guaranteed a certain number in a box or are they guaranteed any of that or no? Uh, I don't read the box. I just open the cards, man. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything about, uh, about Specifics. I just saw 72 cards, uh, five packs, and the extra pack. Fair enough. All right. So, Dean, I'm going to rely on you to tell me if uh, if there's any good pulls here, okay? All right. I'm, I'm trying to make your screen bigger. All right. You got Sean Murphy. Okay. Uh, Gratterall? Gruzdar uh, Gr- Gritaro, looks like. Okay. Uh, what is that? Zach Collins. Alrighty. Oh, here we go. Here's some sort of an insert, it looks like. Uh, it's Maybe. one of the Marlins prospects. No, it's not their top prospects. Sixto Sanchez is a better option. Or, um, okay. uh, what's the dude that the Jeter traded for the shortstop? Jazz Chisholm. So, okay. So that's, oh, is, this that's Bobby, a, is this Bobby Wood Jr.? Yeah, this, this is a, he's, he's a, a high prospect. He was, I, he was oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Witt Jr. was, uh, is, is one of the guys that I've heard, uh, 
hyped up a bit. So this is this is definitely a good one. Um, it doesn't. Look and like feel free if you have a chance to uh, try to look any of these up. If anything kind of pops for you, if you can see what yeah. Bobby Whitsworth is that a special insert or anything, or is that just a regular card? No, th- yeah, this one doesn't look like a refractor. It looks like a base, but uh, Bobby Witt is is definitely one of the names that I've seen uh, talked about. So that's not bad. I'm fairly certain his father was the pitcher Bobby Witt. That's why he's Bobby Witt Jr. Yep. Yep. Okay. Pitched for the uh, Rangers. Nol- How about that? No, Nolan Jones. Yep. So wait, these are all yeah. minor leaguers that in this in this box? I don't think all of them now. Okay. They have they have first prospects, but then they have it mixed in with uh with current players and, and rookies. Okay. Uh let's see, we got uh, Esteban Florial. Yeah, I don't know who that is. He might be good. I couldn't tell you. We got uh looks like a Chrome uh Hunter Bishop. Okay. Put that over here. We got a Chrome, what's that, Ulrich Bojarski? I don't know who that is either. So, yeah, again, I'm not uh, this somebody that's up on my prospects a ton. I'm aware of the top, like, 20, yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I recognize that name. But Dubo, uh, he, he, Maurice... he played a little last year. He's got some speed, but I don't think he's got much of a bat. Gotcha. Mauricio Dubon, it looks like. Uh, Mikel Baez. All right. I'm Michelle Baez. Uh, Travis uh, Demerite. Dimitri? So. Is it? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything in that that pops outside of wit. Again, I could be wrong, but none of those so, names are really popping for me. What do you have for me, Brian? Yeah, this will tell you how up, like, real time this market movers tool is. So, uh, 30 minutes ago, uh, one of those wits sold for eight bucks. Okay. There you go. So, there you go. So that's half the box right there. <laughs> was that's that, was that a Chrome? That was not was a, Chrome. That a Chrome. That was that was the paper prospect. Okay. Uh, if it was a Chrome, we're looking at uh, probably closer to twenty. Looks like. Okay. I can deal with eight. That's acceptable for you. Yes. <laughs> I got the MLB.com prospects list in front of me too. If anybody sort of pops or maybe looks interesting, uh, just want okay. to see. Uh, I know some of these names. I don't know every single one of them. I'm a DFS guy. What do you want from me? <laughs> oh, Reese Hoskins. There you go. That's a real Reese player. Reese Hoskins. Is that a rookie? No. No. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Plays baseball. Mookie, Mookie Betts. Betts. Put him on the scrap heap. Uh, Isaac Paredes. I'm not now, sure if is, I know who that is. is. This looks like one of those uh, spanning the globe cards. Uh, it's a Chrome card, so this is one of those uh, prospect insert cards. So that's a that's a nice looking card. Uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to look up the player afterwards to see if it's uh, if it's anything. But it's it's he's on if he's on Detroit. I just pulled up Detroit's top uh yeah top twenty top ten prospects. He's currently number five in Detroit for what it's worth. Gotcha, Daniel Lynch. Uh, we got uh, Tristan Lutz. Yeah, what a terrible name. Uh, Alex uh, Manoa. Love the number four prospect in Milwaukee for what it's worth. Okay. Oh, we got a Chrome Alex Manoa. Alex, uh, they got the wrong pitcher from Toronto, I believe. Unless I'm not, I don't think I'm aware uh, of this character. Let's see. Yeah, so Pearson is – Manoa's their fourth best prospect for what it's worth. Pearson's the guy you want for Toronto. Gotcha. Christian uh, Pache, um, Chrome. 
The chromes are really nice looking. I like the, uh, you know, like kind of the refraction on it. That's the number one prospect for the Braves. I believe, yeah, I believe he's supposed to be good. Okay. We got Sander Bogarts. Is that Acuna? Uh, oh, Acuna. Yeah, we got Acuna. I don't Acuna's think that's his rookie, though. I think, uh, his rookie. I think his rookie was, yeah, last year. But Brandon, is that just a throwaway if it's not his rookie or it's not like a special insert or something? Uh, you know, and ba- I'm looking it up right now to see if there's any sales. And basketball, second year cards can be really good for certain players. I don't know how that works in baseball, but, um, I, like if Acuna turns out to be one of the all time greats, then I think a lot of his cards will increase in value, even if it's from five bucks to 10 to 20. Um, so. Hey, Simon, that last card you had, Aristides Aquino, that guy's yeah. got a ton of power. Like, if he gets a chance to play, he's got a chance hitting 40 homers. Nice. He's got some holes in his swing, too. He's still playing young. <laughs> is that is that a rookie card? He played last year. I don't know when his yeah. cards may or may not have come out, but he, he, he showed a lot of pop last year. Gotcha. All right, here we go. George Springer. Yeah. Let's see. We got Junior Fernandez. Alrighty. We got uh, Tony uh, Gonsolin. He pitched a little bit last year. All right, we got one of these uh, top 100, uh, Cabrian Hayes. That's on Pittsburgh? Uh, Yep, looks like it. He's their second biggest prospect behind Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller played in the majors last year, so I presume he's probably moved up into their top prospect. That doesn't necessarily mean he's great because – some teams' top prospect is not as good as our team's third best prospect, but there's some promise gotcha. there. We got uh, Xavier Edwards, uh, Ruben Cardenas, Nolan Gorman. We got Cole Wynn. Chrome good name Chrome. for a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, I like these. Uh, I like these Chromes. Uh, Nolan Jones. Cole Wynn is the number four prospect on Texas for what it's worth. Okay. Nolan Jones. Uh, we got. Top prospect Randy. for Cleveland, Nolan Jones. Okay. Randy, uh, Arizona, uh, Arozarena, I guess. I see Jordan Alvarez, I believe. Ooh, Jordan Alvarez. That's another, that's his rookie card. So that's a good one. This is his rookie? Yep, that's his rookie. You see the little uh, logo in the top. Uh, top okay, so even though he came up last year and like he played, you know, hit 25, 30 homers in like maybe 100 games or so, he didn't have a card. Right. At least not a Bowman uh, card. And, well, he he may have had a prospect card, but uh, he, I guess he didn't have a uh, rookie card. Gavin Lux is a big upside. He played for the Dodgers last year. The problem with him is he's it's a good and bad. Like they they can bury him. He can play like eighth in that lineup because that lineup is so deep. But Lux is yeah. good too. And I don't, was that a rookie card for Lux or no? Uh, let's see. Did it say was there an R next to it? Uh, Lux, yeah, that yeah, that is a rookie card. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could be something. He's okay, uh like him in. and Dustin May are the two two of the bigger prospects of the Dodgers. Yeah, there seems it seems like there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of rookies and a lot of these uh, these first uh, these first prospects in these packs. I feel like you're doing well. I don't know. There's a lot of good names that are popping just in three you know, packs. I yeah, I was gonna say I that does uh, feel like I'm doing well, but I haven't opened any of these boxes before, so I I don't know what to compare it to. Yeah. 
Um, so it's kind of tough to, uh, to make a judgment, but I mean, it feels like I've, I've made back the value. Is there any like gold cards that we're looking for or is something, could something sick? Are yeah. we going to get an autograph card at some point? Well, we, we could, yeah, they got autographs. They got those, uh, those gold refractor cards, those gold refractor autograph cards. Uh, let's get one of those. Uh, Yu Chang rookie looks like, uh, Tim Anderson, uh, Whit Merrifield, field, uh, Aaron Savali, uh, rookie, he favorite, last year. Uh, rookie of the year favorites. That's another insert card there. Let's see. We got uh, Blaine Rutherford. Uh, Tristan uh, Kazas. Uh, Jared uh, Kalenic. Not aware of him. We got a Chrome card here. First prospect, Joey Can- Cantillo. Hmm. That name sounds familiar. He might be a thing. Uh, we got uh, no, not really. <laughs> oh, this guy's a thing. This is one of the top prospects in baseball. Catcher for Baltimore. Richmond. Okay. Yeah, that'll go in the keeper pile there. Yeah, ch- check him up there, Brandon, if you can find. Uh, what? Uh, what was his last name? Uh, it's uh, Adley Rutschman. Uh, R- Rutschman. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen him like all the way up to the top five on some lists, depending on where you look. Jordan uh, Jordan Yama, uh, Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Is he good? I stacked against that guy multiple times last year. Did not work out for me. <laughs> oh, Atani. There you go. Show him. Is that, uh, looks like that's just a regular. Probably his second year, I guess. Yeah. And Gilito. And, and Gilito. Gilito. All right. So another, another decent pack, you know, like if, uh, I think Adley's something. work out. If you can find that, Brennan, as far as Adley Rutschman, uh, catcher for Baltimore. Was that a chrome or was it just regular? That was a chrome. Yeah, I was looking at the prospects list and like again, depending on your look, I've seen them like uh, anywhere from five to ten. Uh, I don't know how updated these lists are. Of course, things have changed. Um, but yeah, it can definitely be worth a worth a look. Christian Yelich. Right, that was rookie Christian though. Yelich. Uh, Damon Loreno. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Yastrzemski. <laughs> Uh, we got a top 100 scouts, Alex Killeroff, uh, uh, Kirillov. Nice cards again. Like these are really, uh, really slick. We, looking we mentioned cards. Royce it's Lewis. Tough. Oh, there's Joe Adele. Joe Adele. Is, is, is that he, a special uh, card? Or just that's a rookie card. Yeah, just as uh, just as base. It's not as uh, not as rookie card according to this. It doesn't have the little logo on it anywhere. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, we got Gus Farland. Uh, Heliot Ramos. Here we go with the chromes again. Uh, Braylon Marquez. Cubs prospect. Let's see. We got uh, Jordan Adams. Another chrome. Urania. We got uh, Jose Urena, Francisco uh, Mejia, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. But Vladdy. that's not his, uh, no. not his rookie card, though. It doesn't look right. Brennan, you got anything for us as far as that Baltimore catcher? Yeah, so it looks like his chrome is going anywhere from five to eight bucks. Um, okay. 
But, I mean, here's the thing. If you're telling me he's one of the best prospects in baseball and he could be a, a thing, like this is the ultimate uh, set to prospect hunt here and just hold on to these things as they appreciate in value. Because um, if you look at cards like this for, you know, Acuna or Mike Trout, they're not five bucks, I can tell you that. They're much, much more. So, um, and I've, I've seen several as we've gone through here that are anywhere from like two to eight bucks, which if you get six or seven of those in a in a box, you could have just paid it off plus the appreciation as their careers play out. So um looks like a pretty good box so far from a prospect perspective. According to MLB.com, he's number four for what it's worth as far as uh, ranked prospects. This may have changed. All right, guys. We got uh, we got Willie Adams. Adamas. Uh, we got uh, Chris Bryant. We got the uh, Kettle Mar- uh, Marte. Looks like green a green card coming up. Here, What's guys. that? Oh, we got a Calvin Juan Biggio. Biggio. And it's, uh, it's 35 out of 99. So this is a uh, nice little uh, in- insert uh, limited edition. We talked about him earlier in the show. Uh, the, all the, the Toronto the kids. Kevon Biggio yep, yep. looks legit. All right. Glenn Allen Hill Jr. <laughs> Had no idea. Uh, JJ Blade. We got Logan Davidson. Uh, Josiah Gray Chrome Card. Look at that refraction. Uh, we got Ruben Cardenas. First prospect. Uh, Jack Flaherty, Alex Young, and Nick Solak. And that'll wrap it up for this. Knocked them all out. We hit open all the boxes, all the packs. That's all of them. Were you able to get anything there, uh, Brennan, as far as uh, what was the card that we liked that, that was interesting? There was something that popped, wasn't there? Oh, the, the BGO card. Can you find anything in that? Oh, Brennan, you're on mute. Cavan Biggio. Cavan Biggio. Yeah, I'll look it up. The hard thing with the serial numbers is the 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 sales is going to be yeah, very light here, um, especially well, on a card that's been out for like a week. Yeah, yeah. So there's less than a hundred that exists, and it's only been out for a week, so you probably can't find a sale on it. Is what you're saying? Right. Well, yeah. So I can type in. This is the nice thing about market movers, though. I can type in green for the 2020 Bowman set, and we can look at some of what those are selling for. So let me. Pull that Let's check that out. Quick. Let's see what his contemporaries are. Sure. So I have a uh, – uh, let's see here. From the Reds uh, – uh, I can't say some of these last names. Seth Beer? <laughs> is, is Seth Beer a uh, a worthy comp? I'm not sure who Seth Beer is. Plays for the uh, – oh, man, I can't – doesn't even say. Some of these uh, titles are not so helpful either. Yeah, Seth Beer is a uh... – I think he's in the minor leagues for somebody. He's a Houston prospect, apparently, I think. Well, his went for 20. So um, I'll tell you this. BGO, I will take BGO over Seth Beer. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Artisides Aquino from, from the Reds. I don't know if I said that correct. We just talked about him. Aristides Aquino, the guy that has a lot of power. That uh, was on a green card. We pulled something on him. Yep, yep. He's His went for 15, looks like. So could be anywhere from a $15, $20 card, maybe. Which, yeah. you know, when you consider everything else we hit is, uh, is pretty, pretty solid. 
this was uh I, I feel good about this uh this box. I think we finally got a uh we opened a uh, decent box, Dean. Yeah, uh, I feel like we went a little long. We apologize if you guys uh, – hey, thank you for sticking with us this entire time. Went well over an hour or so. And, again, uh, if you're watching us on the YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, comment to us in the comment section. Somebody's answered those comments. I think it's that you, Simon. I'm not really sure, but uh, somebody's yeah, been yeah, all over we actually, Yeah, we tried to, uh, to, to be pretty interactive with our, our YouTube audience, so we were – actively looking for uh for for comments and you know if you guys have any uh any prospects that you're hunting in the bowman set leave it in the comments below and if you guys saw any cards that we may have drawn from that box that uh you know we weren't uh aware that were a good card just leave a comment down there and uh and we'll look it up and and check it out yeah slide into simon's dms they're available right they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we step aside and get out of here, uh, I did want to ask her, uh, promote, uh, Brennan, tell us what you wrote this week on Rotogrinders. Sure. So last Friday I released an article around my market cap analysis. We've kind of been introducing it on these videos over the last few weeks. Um, I go into a greater detail around LeBron James market cap for his rookies in 2003, as well as comparing Dak Prescott with Deshaun Watson and, and trying to see if that gives us an idea of whether or not Dak has some upside from an ROI perspective. So that went out on Friday. You can check that out under the sports cards uh, menu there at Rotogrinders. Same deal, Simon. And also tell them where they can find you on the old interwebs. Yeah, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Yeti Boom Films. You can also find me in the RG Sports Card uh, channel in our Discord. And I wrote an article earlier this week uh, on quarterback modern day legends, kind of looking at some of the rookie cards of, of some of the quarterbacks who've made the biggest impact over the last 20 years, uh, to give people an idea of price targets they might want to, uh, use for targeting, uh, those types of cards if they want to add some historical quarterbacks to their, uh, collection. And, and some of them are, are, well, actually most of them on that list are still playing. So. Uh, so you have an opportunity for more catalysts that could drive more uh, upside to those cards. Yeah, and Simon, confirm this. I'll feel like a big jerk if it's not true, but the Discord, you don't have to be a, necessarily an RG um, premium member, right? Anybody can jump in there, correct? Yeah, any anyone can jump in there. It's not a premium channel. Um, you can go. You can get into that Discord by going to our video page and and clicking on the chat in there. That'll take you to the Discord server. I don't know what the actual link is off the top of my head, but uh, if you go to our RG uh, video um, video page, you can find it there. Brennan, you tell me where can I find you on uh, the internet? Sure, you can find me on Twitter uh, and Instagram at the DFS Advisor. Uh, I'm going to start posting some more things on. Uh, Twitter around kind of the market analysis that we've done. Um, just some tidbits when, as we dig into the data and then I don't know, maybe I'll start posting some things on Instagram when they come in, in the mail. I don't, I'm not an IG guy, so I'm still learning it, but uh, <laughs> cards are hot on IG. If you're looking for, for something to pass the time. Yeah. We talked about leaving messages in the comment section on YouTube. If you have any ideas for shows, like something you want us to talk about, something you want us to feature, uh, feel free to throw us or, you know, all, all ideas will be entertained. Uh, with that, we're going to step aside. We much appreciate you guys listening to uh, Sports Card Grinders. For Simon, for Brennan, I'm Dean. We're out of here. Holler.
Comcast Business is here for you. Right now, Internet starts as low as $34.95 per month for two years when you add one voice mobility line and connection pro with two-year agreement and sign up for paperless billing and automatic payments. Plus, ask about other offers to get a prepaid card worth up to $500. Call 1-800-501-6000 today. Requires enrollment in paperless billing and automatic payments through Comcast Business My Account or service charge increases by $10 per month. Offering 622.20. Restrictions apply not available in all areas. Limited to new Comcast Business Internet, 25 megabits per second customers only. Early termination fee applies. Requires additional charge for one voice mobility line and connection pro. Equipment installation taxes and fees extra subject to change. 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 